feel like we're naturally self-healing miracles. Yeah. And we get in, we get in the way. And when the body is trying to signal you with like pain or anxiety or sadness, it's like, hey, there's something to be with. And if you're actually able to be with it long enough, it changes shape. It heals itself. It like transforms into something more expanded. Welcome to the Stay Grounded Podcast. I'm your host, Raj Jana, founder of Liberate, and it's my mission to help you become the most grounded, loving, and authentic version of yourself that you can be. Each week, I interview experts in the fields of mindset, spirituality, and emotional well-being. My brilliant guests share their tools, stories, and unique perspectives to help you develop the skills you need to show up fully for the people and things that matter most in your life. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded with my dear soul sister and traveler of consciousness and realms, Miss Illyria Faith. So Illyria and I have had many a conversation off the mic about healing, transformation, stepping into our power, relationships, healing childhood trauma, uh, accessing our depths, the, the the beauty of prayer. I mean, so much. And I'm really excited to be sharing this conversation with you because we dove into a topic that I think is so important and doesn't get talked about enough, which is how do you actually let your body heal itself? You know, one of the things I've been really noticing more in my own healing journey and every single person I really meet who's on this journey is when you get the mind out of the way, the body can begin to do what it's meant to do. And we have this attachment to what healing, quote unquote, healing is supposed to look like. Therefore, we keep shunning the body when it wants to purge, when it wants to cry, when it wants to release, when it wants to do something to uh, transform, we stop it. And so in this episode, we talk a lot about how to stop doing that. How do you just let your nervous system and your body do what it's designed to do and and get to a place of rest and digest out of the fight or flight. And so we talk a lot about moving through childhood attachment wounds and and freeing yourself from from pain, uh, how to lean into your emotions as teachers instead of obstacles. How do you actually learn to pause and witness your mind being the obstacle that it is, being the gatekeeper that it is? And how do you learn to work with your gatekeepers so that you can learn to access that deep um, nourishment that comes from surrendering, from letting go, from truly actually, again, letting your body be the healing agent it is. You know, I'm deeply passionate about this topic because I really feel like we in personal development and transformation go outside of us so much to get the answer, whether it's a person or uh, a tool or a practice. It's like something outside of us but we forget the power of our breath. We forget the power of our awareness. We forget the power of our own emotions and the reason why our body is creating certain sensations and feelings. And although we don't understand it, that doesn't mean it's not wise and there isn't something to be trusted. So I hope this conversation really gives you um, a, a way to sort of reframe challenging emotions, reframe repressed energy, reframe even the word trauma 
into messengers that can allow you to awaken into your greatest potential. I love Illyria. She's brilliant. And we talk so deeply about just topics that I just feel like I said are so important for the times you're living in. So enjoy this conversation. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps, YouTube, if you want to watch it live, all that means is that every single time we release new episodes, new content, new updates, it drops straight into your inbox. Let us know how this episode lands for you. We'll be sharing some clips on social media. Send me a DM. Leave us a review. Um, again, thank you for just prioritizing yourself in this way. I know that conversations like these uh, can be a lot because they open you up to a whole new way of existing. So the fact that you're here, the fact that you're listening means a ton. All right. So without further ado, here is the dearest Illyria Faith and I talking about how to let your nervous system heal itself. Enjoy. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded with my human, Illyria. You and I have had a bajillion conversations off the mic. Um, I feel like I've had a front row seat to your journey over the last few years, and you've certainly had one to mine, and it's really fun to be where we're at today. You know, like, it's like, why do you do the work? Why are you so passionate about looking at your shit and going into your traumas and feeling those feelings and having the hard conversations? Why, why, why? Well, I feel like it's because of this moment where right. literally before we hit the record button, we were talking about how clear and easy and connected we feel on a day-to-day -day basis. And I'd love for you to paint a picture of the end result that you're experiencing right now that is the byproduct of facing a lot of your own inner workings and working with the different consciousness and like just as you've learned to evolve like where have you landed and I think I'd love to start there and paint the picture because I think that can be a really great one it's inspiring for humans who are on this path, who are on this path of awakening and wanting to grow. And it's like, I'm stuck so in this moment, right? stuck in this process or I'm in this, it's this thing that like, it's like, well, when you get to the other side, like what's actually possible. So why don't we start there and just paint the picture and then we can dive in. Freedom. Hmm. I feel like that's it. I feel like, and this has been a theme lately for some reason in conversations with people is like, what is freedom. And I think we have this societal construct of like, when I get the job or have the money or the perfect relationship or the thing or the whatever, I'll be happy. And that's freedom or like freedom is financial freedom. And there's some truth in that, right? It creates choice. But free, like I feel free, like free in a way that is so enlivening where I wake up in the morning and I take a deep breath and I'm like, holy crap there's no stress there's no needs there's no shoulds there's no like I have to get this thing done everything feels like play even like work or building a really amazing business and serving my clients or having a conversation with you which is just joyful to me um it's the feeling of freedom that lives inside my body 
It's mm. not a freedom you can go like get. It's this freedom from the pain that we experience of being human. It's freedom from the mental noise that I think so many of us spend our lives like dealing with. And then there's like, a deep sense of trust that everything is totally great mm-hmm. and it's be fine. That's even, it. Right? Even when shit feels really challenging or you're being called into something bigger, there's this feeling of like, it's going to be fine. Like everything's okay. In fact, everything's way better than okay. It's kind of interesting. Like I feel like I've had a few friends in my life look at me when I have that frequency and they think I'm a little crazy. Like I've lost touch with reality a little bit. They're like, dude, like you've got a lot of shit to do. Like there's a lot of things happening. Like, what do you mean? And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's like this, cause like there's this created freedom that we think all the things that we think are going to create freedom, which is again, think function of the mind, right? So it's a freedom that's created by the mind, which is still, a cage because uh, it's, it's in mental, the mind it's a mental, mental there's 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 a limit to that that expansiveness but what you're speaking to i believe in my own sort of felt experience is this i keep calling it a prayer that's what the word that's keep that's uh, continued yeah, to come back for cool. me like in the last few episodes of the podcast i've been really coming back to like it's this prayer this frequency of just trust and i think it's a layer deeper than i think faith is like the thing you practice you practice faith in the moment to get to this space of that like get to that that knowing there it is it's it's that knowing it's not even a belief anymore it's just an ironclad knowing of the spiritual truth of this existence yeah you know i'm not I feel like when we're, when we, and thank you for pointing to that. When you live in the mental field, when you exist in the field of reality, that is like mostly just fuzzy noise. Mm -hmm. And I like to say that that's residue in the nervous system, right? What creates our thoughts is residue in the nervous system from all of our experiences that have created pain or trauma or suffering or fear or anxiety or doubt or shame, It's residue. When you clean up the residue, there's not as much like static in the mental field. And you can actually feel like a, a, I want to say deeper truth, but it doesn't feel deeper. It feels like wider, like a Mm -hmm. bigger truth. That's like, oh, I can feel what's actually true here rather than what's true from here. It's it's an expanded level of connectedness. I I think that's how it's come for me. It's like, I just feel so connected. Because like, if I even think about it from a tangible standpoint, the mind is can only project out as far as it knows, right? Like the mind is I like, know. it's constantly, it's a projector, right? So it's, it's creating this reality based on what it knows, what it's seen, what it's been through, what it's read, what it's consumed, That's experience, which yeah. is very much limited. But when you let go of that, and you actually fall into the unknown, the void, the abyss, and you actually connect to that, now you're connected to everything. And when your knowing is sourced from that, everything, 
there just doesn't seem, it doesn't feel like there's, and I'm not saying I'm perfect and I always live there. And I think that's what I would love to actually talk to you about. Like, a question that showed up for me as you were speaking was like, there's this incredible space of peace that you feel like is your baseline now. And when things get hard, how does, how do you move through all of the, the hard with still staying anchored to that deep source of, of, of that connectedness, right? Like, like, like when let, even well, let's say it's grief, let's say it's anger. Let's say there are experiences that cause doubt. It doesn't matter what, but I'm, I'm curious, how do you stay rooted while also allowing the experience to be what it is? I don't make choices when I'm in that place. Um, because if I'm anchored, if I'm currently experiencing something that is more body or mind oriented, um, I create space for it. You Firstly, talk about create, body and mind oriented, like what you're actually referring to. So I have this experience. One of the questions that woke me up a, a while ago was somebody asked me like, how much of your soul do you think you're living from? And it woke me up out of something. And that was a very long process, which I can go into another time, but it allowed me to see like the mind and the body operate from an overactive survival mechanism. And as you said, can only make choices based on past experience. They can only view reality from one frame and it's a very narrow frame. And so if I'm in that place, I'm worried about something or I'm like, trying to choose what to do to get through that challenging experience. I wait until even if there's like 30 seconds or a minute where my nervous system comes back to regulation and I can feel my soul again, that's where I make my choice from. If I'm making choices from my anxiety, my grief, my doubt, my fear, my like, body-based experience, I'm probably not going to make the best choice because I'm not seeing things from like the soul. I, I personally believe like the soul has the capacity to see things in every direction, not based on just past experience or what we've known, what we know and read. Yeah. Right. It's looking, it can feel the future and like bring information back into the present moment to inform your choices or to inform your experience. And the other thing that I do is I sit in prayer when I'm in those challenging places. I'm like, I'm not making any decisions right now. I'm going to go sit for like three hours or four hours or however long it takes. Yeah. And it could be meditation. It could be whatever. But for me, it's prayer. Um, and I just sit for as What's long as What's the difference as between meditation and prayer for you? Prayer is active. Um, I have... I, I, a form of prayer woke up within me over the last year. That is, I don't pray in like the English language. I pray in my own soul language, I guess. Um, and I have a series of mudras and like movements and I'm, I feel like I'm actively moving energy and I'm actively moving whatever it is that I'm experiencing, I'm moving it or recreating it or recoding it or whatever that is. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm literally coding reality around me. 
and I can feel the intensity of it in my body. Like it, it can be painful in my hands. It can be like really intense, like heat or energy or pain. Um, it's active. I'm doing something where for me, meditation is bringing myself to stillness and allowing myself to actually receive. And I think I still receive a lot in prayer, but for me, prayer is just this really active moving of the energy. And it's less about healing and more about like transmuting whatever it is I'm experiencing into something higher. Into something higher? Yeah. When you say higher, well, what does, what, what, what do you mean? So we'll go with anxiety. Um, if I'm really anxious about something and I'm like, I can feel the fear in my body. I can feel the worry thoughts. I can like, and I'm experiencing and I sit in prayer. I feel like it's alchemizing or changing shape and form into, I, I guess from the, the mental field of like, oh, I'm creating anxiety in my body or from thoughts or from worry or from something based in past experience. It's almost like I'm alchemizing it and transmuting it into like, it's changing shape into something that is, well, what's my soul's experience of this? My soul's experience of this is like, this is expansion. It's, and then that feels open right. and exciting rather than like really dense and contracting. So it's almost like the prayer for you and your interpretation of it is sitting with the experience long enough and moving, using the five senses and, or even the sixth one in whatever ways you can to alchemize it until that insight flows through. That's like the alchemy. The alchemy is like the awareness, like you just mentioned, like, what is my soul's experience of this? Like when that, the answer, that answer is in some ways the prayer that then allows it to, that's the alchemy that's happening. Like you've taken this experience, you've moved it, with it in a way that then translates the code whatever because i i feel like these our emotions are just codes right these these feelings these sensations that our body and our mind are sort of working with like it's like it's a part of that expansion it's trying to tell you something yeah right? it's trying to tell you something it's trying to tell you something and you know in the past i've well first i used to numb that right so i used to go drink or i used to go run or i used to go work and i'd go run away from it then I sought tools to help me play with it. And then I got to a place kind of where you're at now, where it's like that there's an alchemy of an integration of the mind body with the spirit. And somewhere in the middle is the prayer. It's the temple, right? There's that's where the work is happening. And then the insight is the, I mean, and what do you do with that insight? Like, how does that insight then is it something that you're, yeah, like, I'm curious, like, let's say you get the answer. It yeah. depends. Sometimes I'm not looking for an answer. Mm. So sometimes it's just, I am aware that my body is experiencing anxiety. And I know that that's based in something that's not true. Right. Because from the soul's perspective, fear doesn't exist because it doesn't have anything to be afraid of. Can't die. Right everything in the human body is literally trying to stop you from dying. That's all of you, your emotions are trying to tell you. But sometimes I'll give you a different example, like grief, like alchemizing grief allows me to be with the grief, allow myself to go all the way into it, 
not try and shift it or change it or move it or make it something else, but like fall apart, lay on the ground and scream cry for three hours until it's moved through the system to the point of like, what all of it feels like liberation. All of it feels like mm, yeah. every time I'm in prayer or I'm allowing an experience to move through me at the end, I go, Oh my God. Yeah. That grief was felt like I was going to die in the moment. Right. And on the other side, it's like my heart opened more and I have more capacity for love. Right. Clearing so, the system. Yeah. And so it's just natural. I feel like the body, the human body, I feel like we're naturally self-healing miracles Yeah, and we get in, we get in the way. And when the body is trying to signal you with like pain or anxiety or sadness, it's like, Hey, there's something to be with. And if you're actually able to be with it long enough, it changes shape. It heals itself. It like transforms into something more expanded. You know, what's interesting as you're speaking, it's like, I'm realizing like, I think that capacity to be is like, it's, it's so interesting. I was, I talked about, I was giving it, I gave a talk in November. Um, and one of the things that I talked about was we learned to listen to the wisdom of our symptoms before we actually reached for the next greatest supplement to try and fix our problems. Like I actually sat with the wisdom of the symptom and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on why, why do you feel like it's like, what is getting in the way of people actually doing that when the benefits to me are so clear? Like, it feels like the benefits are so clear, right? Like, and I, and I, and I, and I have my own answers for this. Like, you know, there's a whole laundry list, but I'm curious, like, because I think that if we can actually decode that and really break it out, I think there's a really empowering message here for anyone listening to sort of lean into their symptoms, lean into their, into these moments of these micro moments of noise, but lean in with a different frame that can allow just their awareness of it to actually be the medicine. Like it doesn't even need to be a tool the, the awareness of can open up their own connection to prayer. It's like, I think it starts with adults' capacity to be with their children's emotions and teach them how to feel. We're not taught how to feel. We're over-soothed or under-soothed when we're reaching for connection as a child. Um, examples sleep training is one of the most damaging things you can do for a child's nervous system because it's letting it cry until it self-soothes and falls, falls asleep right which creates an experience in the nervous system of I'm reaching for connection and it's not being met and so I stop believing that it's safe for me to reach for connection connection it like our capacity to self-regulate and be with our own nervous systems has to start as a child and our parents ability to be with our challenging emotions. And I think generationally, because 
you know, if you go back a little ways, not that many generations, children should be seen and not heard, right? Okay, but what if a child is in pain or they're angry or they're frustrated or they're hurting? How do you help them be with that? I'll give you a great example. Like most people, like their kid throws a fit and is angry and they're like, stop doing that. Go to your room. Go sit in the corner. Go take a time. And I'm like, you just told your child that their emotion is not safe to feel. Instead of, okay, cool, you're frustrated, you're angry. How can I help you with that? Like, do you want to like scream? Do you want to hit a pillow? Do you want to like- This is a whole, you know, like conscious parenting is a whole world of growth in itself. Um, So are you you suggesting that like, like, let's say somebody's an adult now, like they've already gone, like they have a dysregulated nervous system, right? So let's say I am- like myself, like, let's just say I got to a place and how, I guess like in those states, what is, so is, are, are you saying that like there's a generational or just like a childhood fear that's stopping the being from happening? Is that basically what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. a, there's a, I don't know how to be with this. It doesn't feel safe to be in this emotional experience. And so I'm going to try and fix it by eating, drinking, working, whatever it is. I need, I I don't know. I don't have the tools or the awareness of how to just hold myself in Mm. this experience and know that it's safe. It's actually safe for me to have this emotion and it's okay. It doesn't mean there's something wrong. Mm. Right. And I think the easiest way for us to start to heal that is in relationships because it's Mm. whether it's friends or your partners, it's, I'm really angry right now. And instead of lashing out and making it about the other person can I actually just be like I'm really angry can you like can you just sit with me while I scream into a pillow or can mm. you hold me while I cry mm. right because it then you're you're repairing that attachment wound that where the parent wasn't able to meet it but you're still getting the connection while you allow the emotion because sometimes it's too scary to be with it by yourself wow yeah, that's that's so powerful. I mean, that's I mean, I can only I mean my relationship I mean my relationship with Gina was so healing for me in that in that like just being able to have big emotions and feel and just be witnessed in it. It's yeah. it's like that's even that's like the you know, I keep coming back to, you know, there's of course a role for therapy and of course there's a role for coaching and of course there's a role for advisory, but there's, I feel like we're really missing a big role of just holding loving space without needing to do anything. Just hold the space and witness somebody in your life experiencing the depths of their sadness, their pain without you needing to do anything. And I guarantee you, it's probably the most valuable thing you could give them. Yeah, it is. Because that's how we learn to self-regulate. Eventually, you'll be able to do it on your own or you'll recognize in the moment, like, I need to be held right now. This is too much for me to hold by myself. I just need someone to sit next to me and put a hand on my back. Mm. Like, to know that I'm not, I'm safe and I'm not alone in my experience. Right? So- eventually, like, eventually, we always, we're always going to need each other, right? But eventually, you'll be able to be with a lot more of your own experience. 
Yeah. And that's, I think where it feels like where even you've gotten, right? Like you've done enough of the partner healing, the, 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 the type of healing, the attachment healing to get to a place where now when there's a big emotion, like you can hold yourself in it. Well, and, the and little one who's having the experience, right? It's so fucking cool. Like I, I feel like I, 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 this is what I was like. I feel like you're not going to like, we're in similar chapters right now. Very similar chapters. Like I, I had this big journey awake or just opportunity to meet a part of myself about a month and a half ago that broke open a whole new column of of like structure for little raj to just fall back mm -hmm. and i realized like there's a part of me in my manifestations when i was like thinking about what i want to call in next and like the partnership i want to have like i kept coming back to like i want somebody that can hold me i want somebody that's like can can hold my big emotions da, 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 da. but then once I had that experience, I actually realized that what I was looking for all along was to build the capacity within myself to hold me. That's actually what I've been craving this entire time. What, yeah. I, what I was outsourcing to somebody else was actually something that I was just craving within me. I didn't know how to get there. Um, for me, it came through an, an inordinate level of surrender to the emotion. Yeah. To where I was like, oh, fuck, I think I'm going to break. But when I just kept falling and I kept falling and I thought literally something was going to break, then I just accessed like the other side, which was, and then now that I've accessed it, I can't actually unaccess it, which has been. Yeah. It's, it'll always be that. Yeah. And, and you know that when those things come up, like, oh, it's safe. It's, it's actually safe for me to feel fully and to let go and to just fall into the abyss with it because on the other side is more freedom right and more capacity yeah and i think that i mean how have you developed your courage to surrender and how has that like are there things you've done or practices you've followed or maybe just a commitment you've made but can you speak to how you've allowed yourself to fall back um and if it's not easy but you still do it that's also really telling or if it has gotten easier over time that's also very telling i would love just your perspectives on it i think it's definitely gotten easier um doesn't mean it's not still really intense at times yeah when something like that moves through i think grief is the biggest one that can feel really scary and never ending because the the child on the inside doesn't have a concept of time and so when you're in it it feels like it's going to last forever and that's the fear is like i don't know if i can come back from this and so we tend to avoid going into it um but it's helpful to remember like that's the inner child that doesn't have a concept of time that's having a challenge with that um, and it's where the, the, the noticing like, oh, there's an adult present here, me. And then there's also a child that's having a very challenging experience. Reparenting is, I guess, a wonderful way to like frame that. Um, I think the, the reason I am so good at being with really hard things and big emotions is that I have a... Mm, most of my life since probably most of my adult life, at least I've had a relentless 
seeking inside of myself of like, it, originally it was seeking truth. Like I need to understand what's true. Um, and I was willing to go anywhere that that took me. Mm. And then it became a seeking freedom, like liberation, like freedom from whatever this experience is, or it's, it's control on, over me, right? Uh, feeling like I'm at the mercy of my experience rather than feeling like I am empowered by my experience, I think is for me the difference that I was looking for. It was like, I, I can feel free when I feel empowered by my experience, even when my experience is hard. Um, and I think my, I just have this relentless commitment to that, that is really unwavering that like, no matter how hard things get, A, I know I'm going to be okay. And B, on the other side of all of that, I know that there's more freedom. Mm, yeah. Coming back to that trust. Yeah. That's it. It's like the, when you, there's a deep, deep deep connectedness to that level of trust in life that I think. And I would hesitate to say, like, I didn't always have, like, I always had faith, but it was definitely more of a practice. Yeah. And so I think that's why it got easier is because as my faith deepened, the trust became more natural. Whereas before it was like, I feel like life is happening to me and I am at the mercy of this experience and this is very challenging, but I'm going to have faith, actively trust that it it's for my benefit somehow and that I'm going to be okay. St- and if, yeah. So you stopped needing to stay grounded and you just became grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a really beautiful phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you just, and I think that's what's so, valuable about integrating spirituality into our lives like i really feel like the whole mental health world missed that mark big time don't think we've really really spoken in large ways about i mean there's obviously religion and and when i think of there's a difference between religion and spirit like I, i think spirit is like these these beliefs about life this everlasting nature of the soul like really connecting to this 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 um well, i think it's more intrinsic it right? is so yeah. like, there's a framework outside of us that we can lean into to develop that but spirituality whether you're religious or not is an internal experience of it yeah yeah and and that's where i think resilience is built right it's an internal experience like there's i've been really sitting with just coming back to what allows me to just have the highest level of resiliency. And it is when I'm aligning to my spiritual beliefs over anything that is Raj, like it doesn't matter in creation. Like if I feel like things aren't working out or things aren't going fast enough, like I zoom out and I connect to the consciousness of what I'm creating and that allows me to rest. And it's like, there's this, nature of just connecting it's not even about anything you do just dropping back into mm-hmm. what is and and i think that is the practice i think the practice that the practices that pay the most dividends long term the ones that have compound interest are the ones that build that connection to the 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 intrinsic spiritual 
um, essence foundation, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it's like this thing that's, it's like, I don't really know what you call it. Cause it's like, but you, you, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, there's, it's a, it's a foundation. You're right. It's, it's, but, and it's like the trust is built over time. Like I do the thing on the other side, I'm okay. In fact, I'm better than I was before. Yeah. Okay. Now I know I'm safe, but the brain is still like, are we sure? Yeah. You know, you, you might have to go through the same challenging experience three times or six times or 10 times mm -hmm. to finally be like, oh, I've been here. It's always good on the other side. I'm totally fine. Right? Yeah. And that's where lived experience actually becomes valuable. That's when yeah. lived experience, it isn't how much time you've been alive. It's how much lived experience you've allowed yourself to surrender to. Yep. That at the end of the day is what creates the wisdom up here. The, the, you know, like, it's like, that's what creates true lived wisdom in my eyes. And I think that's, what's so fascinating about this whole consciousness revolution that we're in right now, where there's like kids that are just like, like it's like, there's a, there's an ever, there's an expansive nature to ourselves that when we actually get out of our own ways are truly limitless, boundless, infinite. And that infinite part of us is, I feel like the ultimate resource it is like the, yeah, anything and everything is possible. Like it's not, you, there aren't any limitations, right? It's like the further you get, the less limitation there is because the limitation was always here. Yeah. in the mind. Yeah. Now. Okay. Do you still run up against limits? And how do you, well, so how do you, well, yeah, oh, so I know, I know that I know this is just trying to ground us back into reality of, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. going back. Yeah. So we're human. We hit limits when you hit a limit. What is the frame that you use to break through it? Frame come back to prayer. Um, because for me, I go, okay, the limitation is my perception of what's happening. Limit, I, I am aware that this is not a real limitation. I am creating a limitation through my perception of what I believe is possible, right? I've always had an extraordinary capacity for edging beyond what I perceived was possible. My ex-husband has a really great uh, thing. He's like, he's like, you have an inability to acknowledge the impossible. I'm like, you're right. I, I, and I love that. It was a beautiful compliment but it doesn't mean that I don't still run up against the parts of me that really find the expansion terrifying. Mm. And like, you're going to run this thing into the ground and you're moving too fast and the whole thing's going to blow up and you're going to lose everything or whatever it is. Right. But I'm making big leaps. Um, and the only way I've found to stabilize in that is to allow my body to feel the feelings, the terror, the freak out, the anger, the whatever, and just be with it for as long as necessary without buying into its story. Mm. And for me, prayer really helps with that because it yeah. gets me out of the head and into like, Okay, it's just energy. The experience is just energy. And my body is feeling contracted around this expansion or this, you know, upper limit that I'm hitting. Can I have compassion and be with that 
part of me while also leaning fully into a different possibility. Just love that prayer continues to be like, you know, ever since I launched season two of Stay Grounded, like I keep, uh, like prayer has been the most common theme that's just been showing up across everybody. Awesome. It's like, it's like the tool because it's not necessarily saying that there's any one tool or any one modality or any one thing. There's just a, there's a unique way that we all lean back and access a higher intelligence yeah i love that the leaning back right because i think that's the, the difference is most most of the time we hit up against a challenge or a limitation and we want to push through it yeah we want to solve the problem we want to like mentally project and make different decisions and like i'm just gonna run at it because that's i think how we've been taught to solve problems yeah through the doing and it's that leaning back that is scary because it goes against that learned behavior and requires deeper trust. And in the leaning back, we're allowing a different set of ideas to become real. Yeah. It's like a different... Um... A different operating system. It is. I like. I like that. I like. I think that's a really good frame for it. It's uh, you're accessing a different intelligence, mm. a different set, a different data set, a different. It's like left brain, right brain, but this is like all brain integration. Yeah, it's more and of an integration. It's like all brain. You're integrating everything into a holistic synthesis, synthesization, and it's like, and it's bringing out all your senses, which is like. There's so much intelligence in all of our senses, which is why I think it's so fascinating when you were talking about when there's an emotion that comes up and you sit in prayer and then you go through the feeling and you're wailing on the ground and all of a sudden the insight flows through. Like, what an unconventional way to get the fucking answer, you know? Like, but it's like what was required for that piece of information to birth itself. Like, there was an engagement of all That's the like senses. Knowing was always in there somewhere. Right. And it's like, but you're engaging all the senses from movement to breathing, to being, to feeling, to seeing. I mean, there's like, and I mm. think this is where there's so much medicina, medicine in us just coming back to the being, right? Yeah. Like that beingness versus the doing. There's just like an incredible level of uh, power, I think, that we have as creators uh to to really use and work with life i think life is just this incredible consciousness right so we're like it's like we can opportunity it's like, an cool. opportunity to work with this incredible energy to then create more meaning more joy more clarity more fulfillment more ease whatever it is but it it happens in the lean back and i'm really appreciating your uh, your practice and and most importantly i'm appreciating your ability to articulate this it's so fucking rad like uh, i'm just like i i'm yeah like you've uh it's really beautiful actually just to witness the way you be yeah. thank you i appreciate that a lot
Yeah, yeah, no, I see you. I totally see you. Fuck. I see me. It's like it's like literally I was like, whoa, it's fucking A, man. It's so good. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um oh man. Um yeah, that's what else? What what else should we talk about? <laughs> I mean, I think that was a good conversation. Uh, I think that was great. No, I mean, like, I'm like really, uh, really grateful for you because there's, you know, like I said, we have had so many conversations off the mic and in intimate detail on just life and trust and flow. And I think we were both in very deep processes during those conversations, but it feels good to be on the other side of a lot of that and kind of communicating some of these principles from a place of deep grounded knowing. Yeah it's like a lived experience now that we can actually tap into and share. So I'm, I'm grateful that uh, we did this with a mic on this time. That was good. Yeah. Lear, if anybody wanted to reach out, say thank you or potentially inquire about any of the services you offer or any of the work you do for clients, um, how would they do that? And if you want to even drop a little information on, I mean, guys, if, if this conversation was telling this is the type of work that Illyria helps other people do. So, but Illyria, if you want to actually share a little bit about what you're doing, what you're working with, how people can work with you, that'd be awesome. So I know there'll probably be a few people that are intrigued. Mm, Instagram's a really easy way to find me. Cool. Uh, so that's that's kind of an easy one. I haven't been on there for the last couple of years, but I've kind of reemerged onto the world of online things. Um, so that's a that's the easiest way. Cool. Honestly. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, we'll put your Instagram in the show notes. Larry, I have one last question for you. Yeah. In the midst of everything you're doing, everywhere you've been and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? But more importantly, what's one thing you do every day to become more grounded? We've already fucking talked about this, but go ahead. It's fine. I want to hear that. I want to hear it. Like, uh... Give me the answer that I don't know. <laughs> so obviously there's prayer. But yeah, right. I think the other thing for me is um, the pause. Mm. Like just pause as many times a day as you can, even if it's just for 30 seconds. Just pause and just take in life. Be like, whoa, I was moving really fast in that moment. Okay. Like I'm driving down the road. Can I just pause in this moment and just notice like where I am and what's around me? Yeah. That's great. A mini prayer. <laughs> Brings you into presence. <laughs> A mini prayer. That's good. The pause. That's so good. All right. Well, Illyria, again, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your heart and your soul with all of us. Everybody, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Illyria. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Stay Grounded. No matter where you're from or what you're going through, I hope it helps you remember just how incredible you are and have always been. If you're on a path of emotional healing or self-discovery and would like to learn how Liberate can support your journey, head to www.rajana.com forward slash liberate. That is L-I-B-E-R-8 to learn more about our current group programs and one-on-one -on -one offerings. I love you guys and I'll see you next week.